You're listening to a Mindful Moment podcast. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and I thank you for taking a moment to be mindful with me. On this podcast, we discuss all things spirituality, astrology, and sacred sexuality. Today, we're going to be talking about Saturn in retrograde motion, as well as a little bit about Pluto in retrograde motion. Um, The reason that I want to talk about Saturn specifically, though, is because Saturn has more of an effect on us than Pluto does. Pluto is a much longer cycle, whereas Saturn is a much shorter cycle. So Saturn cycles are usually a lot more impactful in my personal experience, and maybe you disagree with me. Okay, cool. (laughs) But in my experience, uh, Saturn cycles are very impactful to us as individuals, as well as collectively, whereas Pluto cycles, you know, we can see that playing out more collectively and generationally. Let's talk a little bit about the qualities of Saturn, though. So if you're not too familiar with astrology, Saturn is the ruling planet of Aquarius and also Capricorn. Now, the main process of Saturn, if you're completely new to astrology, is Saturn basically is the one who shows us our limitations. Saturn is the gateway to the higher dimensions or the higher states of consciousness. Saturn is the one who initiates us into life. Saturn shows us opportunities through work, through putting in the effort, through persevering. That's what Saturn's all about. It's not an easy pass. It's not a you know, luck of the draw. Saturn is like, if you want what you desire, you have to put in the work for it. And there's two um, initiations of Saturn. And we're going to talk about the varieties of Saturn because there's a masculine feminine, right? Feminine being Saturn and Capricorn and masculine being Saturn and um, Aquarius. But then there's also two initiations of Saturn. And the reason that I want to talk about this first is because this is very relevant. Because right now, we're collectively, we're going through the first initiation of Saturn. The first initiation of Saturn. The biggest... Saturn brings about initiation, right? Uh, Saturn's... A key word that you would use with Saturn would be discipline. And the kind of etymology of discipline is disciple, Right? Disciple, discipline. The disciple is one who walks the path of initiation. And it is not an easy path by any means. However, he chooses this path or she chooses this path because it is in alignment with God, Source, Allah, great pussy in the sky, whatever it is that you choose to deem as the all that is. Saturn is representative of the struggles. Saturn in your chart will show you where you may struggle, where you may have to overcome obstacles, where you may have to cultivate greater discipline. Saturn shows us insight into really unlocking our highest potential. Saturn is underrated. Saturn gets a bad rep. (laughs) If you follow me on social media, you know I talk about Saturn like Big Daddy Saturn because Saturn is 
you know, Kronos, the god of uh, time. And he was also actually a titan, not a, even a god. So he was the father of the gods. But Saturn is, well, if you look at it from an astronomical perspective, Saturn is the gatekeeper between the more inner planets and the outer planets. Saturn is the last planet that we can see with the naked eye. After that, we need to use a telescope. And um, very symbolically, we have to go through the test of Saturn in order to achieve higher consciousness, which is what the outer planets represent. Um, The far outer planets, because technically Saturn is you know, still an outer planet, Saturn and Jupiter, but um, there's the kind of three newest planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, more recently discovered. But let's talk about the initiations of Saturn. Saturn shows us what we need to kind of go through in order for us to achieve our highest potential, in order for us to reap the rewards, we must reap what we sow. And Saturn is very associated with karma as well because of that. You know, you reap what you sow. The intention and the seeds that you put down, you receive back. The energy that you put in, you receive it again. And not karma in necessarily the sense of like most are familiar with karma or you've heard of it if you've studied Hinduism or or you're very familiar with karma but karma is really just cause and effect and Saturn says what what are the causations that you're willing to invest in if you want to see it like that or rather what are the intentions that you're willing to put in? What is the energy that you're willing to put in? And you will get that back. And whether that's positive or negative depends on the energy that you put in. If you are willing to go through the tests of Saturn, which is representative of your Saturn return, so a Saturn return in astrology, for those who are unfamiliar with astrology and you're learning it through me or through other uh, like-minded astrologers, hopefully good ones, (laughs) A Saturn return it happens about 27 to 30 years, depending on the retrograde cycles of Saturn. And we'll get into the retrogrades, so you know if you're if you're here just for the retrogrades, stay tuned. <laughs> but I want to really give you a, a, a very clear picture about the energy of Saturn before we talk about uh, the retrograde motion. So. Looking at Saturn returns, these are periods of our lives where we are asked, are we living our highest path? Are we walking the path of initiation? Or have we been avoiding that path? Have we been avoiding the lesson of Saturn, which is you get what you give? Very simply. Now, there's a lot of, you know, other variations of that, but very simply, you get what you give. And Saturn really shows us that. And a Saturn return is a time in your life when you're around 30, and then again when you're around 60, where, 
and if you live to it around when you're around 90 as well <laughs> where you reach an age of maturity so you know we're very familiar with when you turn 21 in the United States you become an adult or when you turn 18 in Canada or 19 or whatever you become an adult or you know wherever 16 in some countries before you can drink and you know but usually it's about 18 before you can vote um but in the states it's like 21 I believe so Saturn represents maturity because maturity that comes through experiential wisdom because Saturn does hold great wisdom and through going through hardships through going through intense experiences where we are forced into our highest form right when we are forced into our highest potential that would be seen as like a pressure situation we come out stronger wiser more knowledgeable more experienced and the Saturn return is all about choosing that for yourself so if you have been when you're around the time you know 27 to 30 depending on when your Saturn return is and by the way the the kind of more mathematical aspect of Saturn return or returns in general planetary returns are when a planetary body comes back to its natal position. So, for example, Saturn cycles are roughly, you know, let's just round to 28 years, 28 to 30 years, 27 sometimes. And whereas the lunar cycle is about 30 days, so it's actually 28 days or so. So we have a lunar return about once a month. We have a Saturn return about once every 30 years, um... And, and so on so forth we have a Mercury return about once a year a solar return once a year so each we, we all we have many returns through our lives usually we, we do have a Uranus return depending on if you live to about 84 um, or beyond but besides that you know you, you probably won't ever go through a Neptune return you probably won't go, ever go through a Pluto return unless you're like two or three hundred years old <laughs> Um, but the purpose of returns is to once again remind us of that which we are and Saturn returns specifically remind us of our kind of primordial essence our dharma are we fulfilling our dharma are we putting in the work are we doing what we're meant to be doing or are we you know quote unquote dicking around are we in a place where big daddy Saturn has to come and you know, slap us around a bit. Give us a spanking. <laughs> Daddy's coming home. Give you the spanking. And not in the fun sexual way, but rather the usually the unpleasant way. Saturn returns can be very hard times for a lot of people who aren't living their path, who aren't living their mission. So, you know, astrology is a great tool because it helps us to understand the true age of spiritual maturity, which is around 30 years old, when we really level up. And that is kind of initiating us from the boy into the man, or if you're a woman, from the girl into the woman, right? And then our second Saturn return is when we become the wise one. So right now, up until your Saturn return, you kind of are the, what you would call, um, the initiate. Or rather... Yeah, I would I would say the initiate. No, my guides are saying the disciple. So up until your Saturn return, you are the disciple. 
after your Saturn return, you become the initiate. And after your second Saturn return, you become the wise one. So this process is all about maturity and it's all about understanding the power of experiential wisdom, right? You can understand knowledge. You can hear me speak about things. You can hear other people speak about things. You can read books. You can do all the research you want. But until you apply it to your life, until you go through scenarios and experiences where it really makes sense to you, where you really get it. You know, Einstein has this great quote. I was talking to a friend today uh, and I mentioned this where he says, if you, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, if you cannot explain your wisdom or your knowledge to a six-year-old, you don't know it. And what he means by that is true wisdom is being able to articulate it in such a fashion that everyone can understand it. You know, that's the role of the teacher. The role of the teacher is not to preach. That's the preacher. (laughs) The role of the teacher is to convey information and allow your students, your disciples, to come to their own conclusions about said information and integrate it into their lives themselves. And Saturn, in many ways, is the teacher. Saturn teaches us through experiential teacher. You can see Saturn as the shop teacher kind of where it's like, as opposed to the more practical teacher, uh, which you could see as Jupiter, you know, Jupiterian energy is very much the, the, the speaker and the here I am, that kind of essence. Whereas, you know, Saturn is more so, all right, let's get our hands dirty. Let's get our, you know, I had a, uh, a greenhouse teacher. I took greenhouse, we had a greenhouse program in my high school. And we had a greenhouse, it was a beautiful greenhouse. We grew hot peppers, we grew everything and uh, I remember my teacher Mr. Nason and he would um, he would really encourage us to get our hands dirty where we would it would not just be this you know practical how, what is plant identification and all of that you know that was a little bit of it but mostly it was getting out in the greenhouse really you know cultivating experiential learning he was a Taurus I believe very much you know Taurus energy um, <laughs> a lot of Mars energy too, but anyways, but that just reminded me of, you know, that was probably the first time that I really appreciated experiential wisdom in the moment. Whereas other times, you know, I may not have appreciated it so much in the moment, but later on I got it, you know, and Saturn really encourages us to appreciate it in the moment. And that's, you know, he is the god of time. He is a titan of time. Represents father time of being in the moment and understanding that we can we can learn past lessons. We can learn future lessons all in this now moment. But it really all comes down to us, the willingness for us to experience it. So that's a little bit of an introduction to Saturn and you know, a brief overview of Saturn Returns. If you do want to book a one-on-one session and learn more about your Saturn return if you're coming up to a Saturn return or you want to just learn more about your chart in general, uh, feel free to go to my website, astrom.as.me and uh, book um, a consultation there. I also do solar return readings, which are for your birthday, so it gives you an insight into the year ahead. But let's talk about uh, the initiations of Saturn and then we'll get into 
the retrograde motions of Saturn and Pluto. So the first initiation of Saturn is um, the initiation of Capricorn. And that really says, and, you know, I'm just trying to paint a picture in your in your head, but I want you to come to this understanding on your own. The first initiation of Saturn says, I can do this by myself. Capricorn is very independent. And so is Aquarius. Don't ever get that wrong. But Aquarians are tend to be more people-oriented, whereas Capricorns tend to be the loners. Because Capricorn is representative of climbing the mountain. Right? In esoteric traditions, it's I'm climbing up at the mountain and I'm becoming the leader, the authority. I'm becoming the, the teacher. I'm becoming the initiate. I am the initiate. And I'm climbing the mountain for myself. You can picture this in your mind as a billy goat climbing the mountain, figuring out his path. And what he's, what is he going to do? He's going to try and find a home on top of the mountain to raise his family. Now his family is at the bottom of the mountain. And Capricorn has to climb all the way up to the mountain, figure out the path on his own, on his own, as an individual. And then, once he reaches the top of the mountain, finds the perfect spot, he comes back down the mountain and shares that with his friends. So the first initiation of Saturn is climbing the mountain. It's overcoming the obstacles in life. It's breaking through the obstacles. It's going around the obstacles. It's figuring out how to navigate as an individual. It's all about individuality in the first initiation of Saturn, in the Capricorn um, stage of Saturn. It's really about learning how to do this on my own, how to be independent, how to master and be the most independent person I can. You know, Capricorns are very independent people. Both my parents are Capricorns. My brother's a Capricorn. <laughs> I'm around a lot of Capricorn energy. Um, and, you know, that was always very inspiring to me. I, I'm an Aries, so I really obviously resonate with the independence aspect, but my moon is in Cancer, and my ascendant is in Pisces. And I have a lot of Aquarian energy in me. And there's a lot of emphasis on on togetherness and I really appreciate being around people I really appreciate that whereas you know my parents both as individuals and my brother as well my brother's a Libra rising so he appreciates people a lot more um even actually so does my mom my mom's a Leo rising that that shows you everything um (laughs) and not to say that they don't like being around people because obviously your other aspects can contradict that but Naturally, they tend to be more individuals. They tend to be more focused on the individuality of my own life and cultivating that for myself and also for my family. Like, don't forget, remember that, look at the, when you're trying to learn a sign, always look at the sister sign. The reason that I'm saying this is, this is a little astrology tip for all you guys uh, learning astrology or if you're familiar with astrology, but this is just going to be new to you. Looking at the sister sign tells you the complementary aspects to that sign. So a lot of times it tells you what you're learning to master, and in some cases what you're learning to get over. So, you know, with Capricorns, you have to learn how to become the most independent version of yourself. And from that place, from that perspective, you can bring that to your relationships, that independence. And 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 because Capricorns are the, the teachers, the leaders, the the, the providers right? Capricorns are the providers and, and most importantly, the leaders, the cardinal sign, right? They're here to show the way. 
But so the first initiation of Saturn is all about that independence, that independent sign. And then just quickly looking at the sister sign of, of Capricorn, which is Cancer. What is Cancer? Togetherness, the home, cultivating that sense of, of home. And that is present within Capricorn. The sister sign is always present within the sign, always. Um, it tends not to be the dominant focus of the personality, but on a soul level, we are learning to integrate that mu- that lesson as well. And usually, not all the time, but usually, I find that when I'm doing a reading for someone who's, for example, my son is in Aries, we tend to come from the more Libran aspects. And oftentimes, we... F- learn to master the archetype of our zodiacal sign through looking at the qualities of the sister sign, taking the best qualities and observing the kind of negative qualities of the sister sign. The reason that we do this is to, one, really learn to love (laughs) our best qualities of ourselves, but also learn what we tend to feel like we're missing because they're sister signs for a reason. Aries is all about independence. Libra is all about togetherness and relationships and order and harmony. Aries is about chaos and, and creating and curiosity. You know, Libra is about the intellect and, and understanding the, the beauty of things, whereas Aries just kind of likes to tear it up and, and go for it. Libras tend to be a lot more calculated and a lot more just flowing in their nature, whereas Aries tend to be more uh, aggressive and barreling through. You think of the ram, it's just I'm going through as opposed to the scales, which is all about harmony and balance. So that was just a little bit of a side tangent. But going back to the first initiation of Saturn, it's all about independence. It's about mastering, mastering, climbing the mountain yourself barreling through the obstacles, learning how to appreciate the the obstacles as they are and, and not being limited by them in any way. And then from that point, not forgetting about the second initiation of Saturn, which is learning how to come back down from the mountain. Because a lot of times, once the goat reaches the top of the mountain, he doesn't want to come down. He wants to stay up on this high horse, this leader, this, you know, domineering, this this very much, um, y- you know, authorita- uh, authoritative type of mindset, this this type of vision and this type of embodiment. That is the, I'm on top of the mountain. I'm on top of the world, you know, that type of energy. And the danger with that is, well, you're alone. Everyone's below you. There's no connection there. And remember, the sister sign of Capricorn is cancer, which is all about the home. Don't forget to come back home. So when Capricorn reaches the top of the mountain, becomes the leader, and maybe he's got to stay there for a little while, (laughs) become the leader and, you know, enjoy the authority of being on top of the world. (laughs) After a while there's a recognition that Saturn brings. And we see this in the second initiation of Saturn. And this is usually, and ironically, and we'll talk about how this relates to the first and second Saturn return. Um, because, I mean, maybe you're going to go through a third Saturn return and we can maybe talk about that too, the potentials of that. But most people don't make it to around 90. Um, so the second 
initiation of um, Saturn is the togetherness. It's coming back and building the community, building the collective, which is what Aquarius energy is all about. The Aquarians are here to revolutionize. The, the second initiation of Saturn says, I have the experiential wisdom. I have the perspective of being on top of the mountain. I can see things from a higher perspective that you guys have not seen. And now I'm bringing you the wisdom the experiential wisdom that I have created for myself, that I have established for myself, that I have uh, brought upon myself. And now I'm sharing it with you. And that is the water bearer. It's bringing the sustenance. The Aquarian energy is the gateway. It's the, it's the anchor between heaven and earth. It's bringing the life force of heaven to water the earth. And that's the second initiation of Saturn, is understanding the power of sharing and community. Yes, it's important to be an individual. Yes, it's important to have your own journey. Yes, it's important to be and have your own experiential wisdom that you have cultivated for yourself. This is very important. And this is what we tend to learn more towards our second Saturn return, if we haven't mastered that already by that time. And I'm going to get into this in a little bit, but I just want to finish up about the second initiation. Then I'm going to talk about how it applies to the um, Saturn returns in an individual, and then we'll get into the retrogrades. Um, So the establishment of the second initiation of Saturn is very, very essential in personal development and in understanding why we're here to learn this in the first place. We go through the experiential wisdom not to hold on to it, right? Right? That's such a selfish kind of independent way. And that can be the kind of the, um, you can see it as the more poorly unevolved aspects of Capricorn, which is I want to kind of hoard this, um, this information. I want to, you know, stay the loner. I don't want to be around people. And it's funny because hoarding and holding on to, can you think of another sign that is known to do that? cancer the crab holding on with its claws so you really see the both positive and negative um, correlations between the signs when you look at the sister signs as well but looking at Aquarius now the second initiation of Saturn is about community right we've established this already the second initiation is about community it's about sharing it's about building and and learning how to build together something much larger than ourselves as individuals and understanding that we are all one we are all the same we are all part of the same picture there is no separation between us and and that is a humility that aquarius uh, must master must master because aquarius is the final zodiacal sign before the relinquishment of ego which is you know merging into pisces a lot of times Pisces have difficulty establishing ego. And, uh, I mean, look at other aspects if you have Pisces with an ego. If you have Pisces in the sun, this can be a contradicting aspect, of course. But all in all, Pisces tend to be the more you know self-sacrificing, self-sabotaging uh, type if you're looking at the more negative side of Pisces. But at their best, they are, they are truly unconditional in their love. They are an ocean of artistic love. And, and they are the poets and they are the creators. And that's what Aquarius um, 
evolves into once it is able to fulfill the second initiation of Saturn. And I'm going to talk about the zodiacal order and the whole process of how it goes and and all of that in another podcast. I'll talk about the 12 zodiac signs and we'll do a whole podcast. Maybe I'll do it with another astrologer where we can talk about this. Um, But very few astrologers share my perspective of the zodiac. So I'll probably do one episode by myself and then another with um, other astrologers as well. But that's a whole other episode that we I could talk about that for like an hour and a half, maybe a couple hours. <laughs> but once Aquarius and the energy of Aquarius, or even the energy of Saturn, as you can see it, masters that second initiation of sharing, of cooperation, of 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 watering each other. Aquarius says, "I'm here to water you, and and all of you, and the Earth, because I love you." And it's out of love, and it's not out of ego. When it's out of ego, well. What sign is most associated with ego? The solar-ruled Leo, which is Aquarius' sister sign. So whenever you find yourself slipping into, and this is just another fun astrology tip, whenever you find yourself slipping into um, the unconscious, unevolved aspects of your zodiacal sign, look at the sister sign for support. And you're going to find a lot of similarities, right? For example, Aries. Sometimes we can fall into this um, self-conscious stage where we're worried about initiating, where we're worried about taking action, where we're worried about um, the effects of that. Now, other times we're not worried at all, and that's another issue on its own. But when that issue of self-consciousness, like Aries can be some of the most sensitive people. When that happens, you look to Libra, because Libras are very sensitive too. Venetian-ruled. And again, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but it is obviously all related. The sister signs are very powerful. And I think I'll have to do a whole podcast episode on the sister signs because that's another very powerful uh, understanding of astrology. So looking at the relation to these initiations in the Saturn return. The first Saturn return is representative of learning individuality and usually up until the first Saturn return that's all we're learning we're just learning how to be individuals we're learning who we are we're learning who the hell we're we're here to be we're learning how to be more curious you know how to how to ask questions how to learn we're just focused on being a sponge and learning as much as possible and then when the Saturn return hits usually we're called into some sort of the teacher role where we're now meant to share we're now meant to be the more mature individual right and it's it's cool because the the first saturn return is is representative of the second initiation of saturn uh and and togetherness and coming into that more togetherness aspect but at the same in the same token the initiation that we're going through is very much the capricorn initiation and i know this may sound a little confusing and a little complicated but just bear with me here capricorn energy is again the individuality it's i lead the way for others for myself and i find the experiential wisdom i was searching for whereas the aquarian energy says i've cultivated the wisdom how can i share it with others and the first saturn return is usually very significant of that a lot of times we're so focused on ourselves and our life and figuring out 
how everything is and, and, and where everything's going, that the best thing that we can do is be of service to others, is to step into a more service-based role. So if you're going through your first Saturn return right now, I really encourage you to take a look at becoming more service to others while still focusing on yourself because if you don't have your shit figured out you can't help others this is very important and Saturn really recognizes this and brings that out of us for sure get your shit together son that's what Saturn says (laughs) in a very uh, blunt way but Saturn gives us opportunity immense opportunity for growth and expansion and, and, and immense wisdom but again it's all through experience it's all through building and, and creating and having to go through some obstacles, having to go through some speed bumps, having to go through some unexpected experiences in order for us to come out much better than we could have ever imagined. That's the benefit of Saturn. So how do Saturn retrogrades affect us then? The first thing I want you guys to understand is that Inner planet retrogrades affect us much more than outer planet retrogrades. Even Jupiter retrograde, it it doesn't affect us as much as, say, a Mercury retrograde will affect us, or a Venus retrograde, or even a Mars retrograde. Those kind of three main... and, And Jupiter, you could really... I would say is the last one that you really would notice the effect Saturn retrogrades you you can notice the effect especially if you are uh, ruled by Saturn or you have heavy Saturn aspects in your chart but collectively Saturn returns really just represent a time of us going back to the basics it's a time where we are reminded of we are reminded by Saturn Saturn says have you been doing the work in a sense, it's kind of like a, a much milder macro Saturn return. You can kind of see Saturn retrogrades as that that type of period where it's that introspective and internal energy of are you putting in the work? Are you living up to your highest potential? Have you been walking the talk? Saturn is really about authentic embodiment. And I just did a video about this recently, so it's very cool that this is again a, a, a consistent theme coming up. But Saturn really wants us to be walking the talk. And if we're not, there will be consequences. And not that, you know, Saturn's going to come and curse you in any way like that. No. But rather, when you know on a deep level that you're not living up to your highest potential, you're cursing yourself, you're cursing others. Because you are not here to be anything other than the best, most authentic version of yourself. And Saturn really shows us how to do that. It shows us that we have to overcome the obstacles. We have to do things that maybe we necessarily don't want to do on a personality, on an ego level. But we know that if we do it, our soul will be fulfilled. We will feel good about ourselves. We will feel good about this initiation. And these are very powerful topics Now, Saturn is at home right now, and it's going to be heading retrograde on the 29th of April all the way until September 18th. So this is a rather long retrograde period. Um, Saturn cycles are a lot longer, and their retrograde cycles are a lot longer. The longer a planetary cycle, the longer its retrograde motion. So um, 
Saturn retrograding in his home sign of Capricorn, right? I told you that uh, Capricorn rules Saturn, or rather Saturn rules Capricorn. <laughs> um, so there's this, there's this kind of innate feeling within the collective right now of really realigning the higher vision of the current path that we're on. And this is, we have this influence from Jupiter retrograde, which is looking at more of our philosophical views, our spiritual perspectives, the spiritual paradigms. Um, But when Saturn is in Capricorn and look at the house that um, Capricorn rules in your, in your chart, as well as what house uh, Saturn and or Capricorn is in, in your chart to kind of give you a better understanding of how you'll be affected by this energy specifically. Uh, Maybe I'll do another episode, uh, probably before the 29th where I'll go through all the rising signs and show uh, just a little bit of a brief overview of how Saturn will be affecting uh, your chart. But Saturn retrogrades don't affect us as much uh, because they are outer planets. But if it's in an aspect with one of your natal placements, it's going to affect you in a different way. It's going to affect you in a more personal way, especially if it is a personal planet that it's an aspect to. So this retrograde period really brings about uh, sometimes a feeling of limitation. Saturn retrogrades can really show us um, the present limitations in our lives. You know, where we're feeling held back can be seen from Saturn retrograde. Where we're feeling stuck or stagnant can be seen. There there can be a tendency to um, just feel held back in a certain respect. Like, we can tend to feel limited by our programmings and Saturn retrogrades really require us to give that extra push it really requires us to push a little bit harder and you know if you're ruled by Saturn this can be a little bit of a difficult time depending on how it's aspected in your chart Um, I'd suggest looking at your chart if you're familiar with astrology and if you're not I'd suggest looking at if you know that you're an Aquarius or you are a um, a Capricorn to really look at your chart with someone who is well-versed in reading charts and astrologer like myself or um, there's many other great astrologers out there. Shout out to the Leo King. If you haven't checked out our podcast that we did, um, you can go book a reading with him too. Um, my good friend Marin Altman does zodiacal releasing. So if you're more interested in the cycles of of your lifetime from a more Hellenistic astrological standpoint, go book a reading with her. MarinAltman.com is her website, and the LeoKing.com is David Palmer's website, and Astrom.as.me is my website. So, with that being said, though, Saturn retrogrades are a time of us feeling limited, but also recognizing and, and kind of surrendering to our limitations. Like, we all can only push so hard but Saturn oftentimes requires us to push a little bit harder than we're comfortable with but not to overdo it because if we overdo it then we overextend ourselves and we get hurt and whether that's just emotional exhaustion whether that's I mean literally physically overdoing it by whatever depending on your job is or say you're working out and you're you know a fitness guru and you get hurt don't do that you know it's it's about honoring the limitations while simultaneously recognizing that you know our limitations are only as valid as we make them out to be 
Like, no, someone who has never been to the gym is not going to become a bodybuilder in, you know, seven days. It doesn't work like that. Saturn is all about time, too. It's all about putting in the effort now so we reap the rewards later. It's about cause and effect, and that kind of distance between is is Saturn. So, no, you're not going to become a bodybuilder. No, you're not going to get a six-pack in seven days like those advertisements that you see are. Take this supplement, you know, fast for seven days and and don't eat anything and then, you know, have this, like, tea where you piss out all your electrolytes and you shit out whatever, you know, mucus for seven days. By the way, liver cleanses and, and no disrespect to liver cleanses, kidney cleanses and, you know, legit stuff. Check out Dr. Robert Morris if you want to learn more about the real deal none of that instagram influencers sell my detox tea type of shit but what i mean to say and why i'm giving this analogy is for you to understand you know the context of saturn retrograde it's like plan out your life figure out you know what is currently what currently do you see as a limitation and how do you intend to overcome that limitation and the kind of gateway to that is through Saturn. Maybe other people are going to be able to assist you. Maybe you have to go through the more kind of second phase of Saturn, the second initiation or the more masculine version of Saturn, which is, you know, the Aquarian energy of delegating and of learning that I don't, I can't do it all myself. So I'm accepting my limitations. Now what? As opposed to, you can be defeated by that fact, or you can say, I understand my present limitations, I understand that, you know, to a certain regard, they are of your mind, but at the same time, again, if you have never lifted weights in your life, as much as you can try and believe that you want to lift a 500-pound barbell, you're not going to until you do some training. Otherwise, you're going to get seriously injured. And that's just going to be a big downfall and possibly even prevent you from achieving your long-term goal. So Saturn is about is a slower-moving planet, and it's about taking the time to cultivate the higher vision to, in order for you to apply the kind of more tangible plan. Saturn likes battle plans. Capricorns love lists and planning and all of that, and Aquariuses are a little bit more spontaneous, but deep down inside, they like lists too, and they they really appreciate being able to have an organized frame of mind because usually their mind's a little bit more abstract and not as uh, not as focused as as a, as a Capricorn mind. But with that being said, planning is a very key element um, that keeps coming up for Saturn return, or not Saturn return, Saturn retrograde. Sorry, and you know, taking the time to plan out your life, especially the big goals, the things that you're not going to get overnight, but rather what, what is the end goal that you're striving for right now? What do you want to be working towards? What is it that you want to be creating now? And, and you know, yeah, you're going to go through hardships. Yeah. You're going to go through situations and, and tests and trials and challenges and initiations. But if it's leading you to where you want to be, is it not worth it to you? And that's really what Saturn says. It's just like, how badly do you want it? Because you'll get it, but it's not going to look the way that you want it to look, necessarily. And it'll be better than you than you could ever possibly imagine. However, 
it will still require you to put in the work. It will still require you to move forward. So from now until September, again, this is more playing out on a more macro scale, but your kind of micro version, especially if you have heavy Saturn influence in your chart, is to really look at the battle plan, to really look at the direction of your life and say, am I on the path of initiation or am I kind of running from myself? Am I running from my highest potential? How that plays out more on a collective level is we're going to kind of see a lot of, um, well, a lot of kind of karma coming to, coming to light. A lot of the old paradigm perspectives and the old old collective paradigms are, you know, everything's kind of catching up with people. So if someone hasn't been, you know, necessarily putting in the, the best, most honest, beautiful energy, I can... I can pretty much guarantee that we're going to see a lot of that over this next, uh, the course, well, pretty much for the rest of the year, all through spring and summer into fall um, of people really, you know, quote unquote, receiving their karma. <laughs> so pay attention for that as well, because it's always good to track the astrological cycles and see how it applies to the world and yourself. Now, let's look a little bit about... Uh, well, let's look at Pluto retrograde for a bit. Again, the the further out the planet is, the longer the cycle is, the less of an impact it's going to have. Electromagnetically, it's a little bit weaker. Still has direct influence, of course, especially if we're ruled by that planetary placement. But all in all, Pluto retrograde will not have a direct effect on most of us on a personal level. On a collective level, however, Pluto rules revolu- uh, revolution. It rules change. It rules big change. You know, Uranus rules more spontaneous change, but Pluto rules more calculated, long-term, slow evolution, and very similar to Saturn in that in that retrospect. And me and David Palmer talked about on my previous podcast a little bit about um, Saturn-Pluto conjunction happening in 2020 with the eclipses and in January, and that's going to be a big event that's we're going to see kind of rock the world in many ways. But leading up to that. Pluto retrograde is is really about taking that revolution inward. And so on a more personal level, the kind of intention that you want to be focused on as we have these three planets uh, retrograde, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto by the end of April, and over the course of, you know, the, the, the spring, summer, and into fall, really, well, the threefold uh, process here. Jupiter is is encouraging us to look at our spiritual side, to really look at our spiritual beliefs, to and maybe uh, you know relinquish some of the old spiritual beliefs that are no longer serving us, and to be open to new ones, to be open to exploring the kind of inner depths of our mind. Saturn's requiring us to put in a little bit more work, putting putting in a little bit of elbow grease, you know, to get what we want. And, and and especially when it comes to our internal limitations, the internal feelings of doubt, of, of fear that come up, really putting in a little bit of extra work to work through them, to let them go, to relinquish them, to, to power through. And Pluto retrograde is that outer and inner revolution. You know, where do you require positive revolutionary change in your life? How can you... Where do you want transformation? And collectively with Pluto, because Pluto is also in Capricorn, we're going to see that more so in regards to the government's authority, all of that. We're going to see, you know, big transformations start to take place this year. 
especially after the Pluto-Saturn conjunction happening in, in January of 2020, that's when we'll really see the big shifts. But it'll all begin leading up to this. A lot of kind of the secrets are coming to the surface now. And you can really expect that with um, all these retrogrades. And Uranus will be retrograde later in the year too. Really take some time to just have a lot of reflection right now. Especially as we're coming to the end of Aries season. We're in the third deacon. And, you know, the end of seasons are always great times to have some introspection. Have some reflection. Tune into... You know, where am I going? Especially at the end of a cardinal season. Because cardinal seasons are all about starting. It's like, okay, have I accomplished everything that I wish to accomplish? No? Okay, what do I need to get down to the grind on? And, I mean, when we move into Taurus season, Taurus, the sun in Taurus is going to be uh, trined up with Saturn. It's going to be trined up with uh, Pluto um, towards the middle end of the... uh, the cycle there so we're gonna have a lot of that earth energy really encouraging us to again get our get our hands a little dirty get that experiential wisdom go through the process ourselves and really find ourselves coming out on the other side a much better transformed individual so with that being said i want to leave you with this one quote to kind of meditate on that very much sums it all up especially as we were talking about the initiations of Saturn. And this is actually a quote from the Bible. I don't quote the Bible too much, but um, this is a very powerful quote to me. It has a lot of significance to me. And it's Romans 12, verse 2. And it says, Be ye not conformed by the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And... The translation of that in my own understanding of it, my own interpretation, is to not let that which you see around you impact you, keep you boxed in, right? Break free from that. And it's, you know, it can be seen as kind of a Uranian quote in, in many regards. But it's also that Saturnian energy, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation comes when you choose for it to come. Transformation comes when you choose to renew your own mind. To create that inner revolution. And I encourage you all to take the time to renew your mind. Take the time to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'd really appreciate it if you were able to support the podcast... You can go to patreon.com slash Nichols, and it's like $5.55 a month to support it. You'll get access to um, the behind-the-scenes interviews with people that I do, where you'll get a video interview, so some people are more visual people, and that appeals to you, as well as the monthly horoscope. The video horoscope is up every month for that, where I look at the um, horoscope for the season ahead. So I'm about to record... Taurus season that'll be up uh, shortly so if you are able to do that it would be very much appreciated as it allows me to continue to make this podcast continue to bring you awesome content to continue to interview amazing astrologers leaders in the spiritual community in the sexual uh, sacred sexual empowerment community 
and other amazing individuals that are helping to raise the vibration and consciousness of this planet. So if you support the mission, you want to support my quest for world domination, go to patreon.com slash Nichols. Otherwise, you can support me by sharing this podcast, by listening, or by booking a one-on-one uh, consultation with me at astrom.as.me. I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And make sure you send me all your requests, too. If you have requests for a topic to cover, or I will do some Q&A podcasts uh, soon with maybe some of my astrologer friends, where we can go over you know any questions that you have about your birth chart that you want to go over, like if you have like you know a specific question about one aspect that you're trying to learn more about or you want to learn more about a specific placement, um, you can send me a message on social media at I am Will Nichols. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. I don't really use Facebook, um, Snapchat, all the above. So message me your questions there, or you can message me via email, willnicholsastrology at gmail.com. Once again, rise in consciousness, my friends. Continue to grow and expand. And trust me, it's always worth it to persist, to push through, and to become your most authentic embodiment. Follow your truth. Follow your heart's calling. Even if it terrifies you, even if it makes you shit your fucking pants, follow that. If it doesn't terrify you a bit, you're not thinking big enough. I love you guys. Take care.